I'm attorney Justin Clark. Coming up just ahead on this week's edition of You Have Real Estate, what do you need to disclose to a buyer if you're selling your home to avoid getting sued? And should you ever sign an as-is contract? All just ahead if you have real estate. Welcome to You Have Real Estate with me, attorney Justin Clark. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, seasoned investor, or looking to sell your home, this next 30 minutes is designed for you. Think of it like hitting multiple open houses with me, all from your living room with my attorney advice throughout the way. If you have any questions whatsoever during the show, I have people standing by right now at 407-205-0400. Plenty of information is also on the website youhavepower.com. We're going to tour some amazing houses together, so stick around. You're going to love this next 30 minutes. But first, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for my opening statement. You know, we talk a lot on this show about the as-is contract, and today I really want to focus on those of you that are looking to sell your home and how this as-is contract really affects you and what it means for you when it comes to what you need to disclose to a potential buyer. This stuff's dangerous, so you really need to listen up. I've had a ton of people in my law firm here recently who have bought a house and they come to see me and they want to sue the seller. This is well after you've already gotten paid as a seller. You've moved on with your life. You've taken your profits, and they want to sue for everything from bad piping to a non-functioning air conditioning unit or mold in the walls. Buyers, when they get into that house and start doing a little bit of work, really are looking for reasons to, to get mad at you as the seller. So what do you do as a seller? And if you are a seller and you use an as is contract, let's make no mistake, even if it says as is, you still must disclose any issues that materially affect the value of this home. They're tough cases for the buyer. They are tough cases. The buyer needs to show, and and Phil Deems, producer extraordinaire, you might want to put this on the screen too, the buyer's going to need to show that you knew about the defect as a seller. The defect negatively impacts the value of the home. The buyer didn't know about the defect, and you didn't tell the buyer about the defect. Again, these are tough cases, but look, you know, you've already made the profit. You've moved on with life. You're you're done with this house. Now, I mean, at best you're gonna have to go pay five grand to have a lawyer defend you in this case, right? We don't want that. The best way to go is always disclose, disclose, disclose. There's plenty of buyers out there. Look, if one guy is gonna get scared off by something in your disclosure, there are plenty of buyers behind them. Be extra cautious. Disclose, disclose, disclose. I do find it interesting, though, that Florida law specifically says you don't have to disclose a couple of things. Murder, suicide. I mean, these are things that you would think maybe you should have to disclose, but you actually technically don't have to disclose. And lastly, for those of you who aren't super experienced and you say, look, I'm going to save money on the real estate commission. I'm going to sell this place by myself. This is all the reason in the world to tell you to please hire a real estate agent to sell your house. Don't try to go it alone. Two very special guests joining me today. You're gonna show us some awesome properties. I have Sherry Dyer here with Regal Real Estate Professionals. How are you, Sherry? Thanks for being here. Wonderful, thanks for having me, And Kristen Vaught joins me from Coldwell Banker. Hello, welcome to the show, Kristen. How are you? I am well, how are you? I'm great, thank you. So Sherry, let me get right to it. How does an as-is contract differ from a regular contract. What's the difference? Well, some of the difference is asking for repairs. 
both um, termite, wood destroying organism, and structural repairs. So you can cap limits to how much, if you've seen the property and you know that there's going to be some repairs, i.e. you can see that there's um, polybutylene piping. You know that there's gonna need, that's, need, that's going to need to be repaired. So you can um, ask for limits on a standard FAR bar contract. The as is doesn't necessarily mean as is because you can negotiate the whole way through in a contract almost until the last day. Wow. Kristen, let me ask you this. Do you prefer, let's say you're working with a buyer or a seller, do you prefer as is versus the standard contract? I definitely prefer as is. Okay. But, but I'm just, I'm confused and I want to make sure we're clear on this. If you buy a car kind of as is, you, you think, look, I'm buying the car, you know, buyer beware, laissez-faire. But if you're buying a house as is, I can still get an inspection. I can still go see if anything's wrong and I can still back out, correct? Correct. And it gives an opportunity for the seller to possibly back out also if... Um, they're not willing to move forward with repairs you're requesting. So it's just like another point of negotiation. So you want to really build in a strong inspection period for your buyer. Uh, Sherry Dyer, do you think that an as-is contract is better for the buyer or the seller? Does it, does it benefit one party over the other? Um, I don't believe that it does because now we're seeing more and more, most of my as-is contracts, the sellers think they really mean as-is. They don't because once that inspection is complete, if something is found, the buyer has the right to ask for repairs yeah. and both parties can walk away. So it, it really, what I like about the standard contract is for representing a seller too, is that you can cap the amount. And that puts a limit. When you cap that $500 towards wood-destroying organisms and $2,000 or $5,000 towards structural repairs, at least you know where you're going. And when you do an as-is, um, that's still wide open. Yeah. Kristen, let me ask you this. So let's say I'm a buyer, right? Okay. And, and I go in and make an <clears throat> offer on a house that the seller accepts. We're under contract. I have that inspection period. My inspector tells me the roof needs to be replaced. And then as the buyer... The roofing quote that I got says it's going to be $12,000, but okay. the seller said, no, no, you don't even have to replace it. You just need to patch it up for five grand. What do we do when we come to that standstill? Every, uh, every interaction is going to be different, so I don't think there's a, a single answer for that. Um, I do think that it's just an opportunity for a renegotiation. Yeah. The seller may need to replace the roof or maybe um, a credit at closing to take care of it after closing. When you have, Sherry, a, a customer, a client, uh, let's say that it's the seller, and you, they come in and, and you think they're being a little bit unreasonable. We'll use the same example, the roof, right? You, you're pretty sure the roof probably needs to be replaced as well, but the seller say, nope, I want to net this much money, you know, because net's really what they really care about at the right. end of the day. <laughs> I want to net this much money. There's no way I'm replacing the roof. How do you reason with them? How do you reason with a seller who is kind of drawn a line in the sand? Well, I oftentimes have them they probably have a roofer they like if they've owned the home a while have them come out and have a second opinion on it as well and not make me the bad guy because <laughs> <laughs> i gotta keep negotiating with them so if i get a second opinion and i i hire either a roofer that i like or you know that i use and that takes some of the pressure off me they, sometimes they need to hear the roof needs to be replaced more than once mm -hmm. more than just from the buyer you know and if um, it depends on what kind of financing they're getting there's certain types of financing where if the roof has less than three years life in it you have to replace it right. i mean it's not going to sell and it's going to be tagged but it just depends on the price point 
And if it's not that buyer, it'll be the next. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to just snip this in the butt, let's rock and roll. Just gonna, you know, cut your losses a little bit. I mean, right. we're here. We're ready to close this right. thing almost. We're talking right. about a couple thousand dollars. Sometimes right. it's better to, instead of starting the whole process over with the, you know, the real possibility Correct. of it happening again with the same buyer 25 days from now. Right. So, you know, if you're a seller, you have to, you know, be somewhat reasonable and, and understand that that's it. Don't don't just necessarily as a seller have this net in mind. I'm not walking away unless I get 120,000 in my pocket. Sometimes right. that can create a lot of problems for you as a seller. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. 100%. So let's ask this question, Kristen. Let's say I have an as-is contract. Okay. I'm a buyer, right? But I'm also getting a mortgage, FHA mortgage, let's say. Okay. The offer on the house is $250,000, but the appraisal that the mortgage company gets comes in at 230. What can I do then? It's another opportunity for a renegotiation. There's multiple, from the beginning to the end, you're gonna have multiple opportunities to renegotiate. So as the buyer, you are going to, um, if I'm helping you, we're gonna go to bat and, and let the sellers know that because we have this certain type of financing and cannot pay additional, that we're going to need to reduce the price to the appraised value. Gotcha, okay. Well, and also that appraisal sticks with that Correct. property for 60 Six, days mm -hmm. or 90 days. One yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's certainly, a, I don't remember the exact time, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you're going to be stuck with it for so a while. So that appraisal, if any other FHA buyer comes in, Same deal. the FHA, because it's in a system, in the computer mm -hmm. system, it's going to stick with that. Yes. How does the negotiation really work at this point? So again, I make an offer, seller signs it, so we're under contract. I get an inspection. How long do I normally have to get the inspection? 10 days has been pretty standard. Okay. I would agree. And then the inspection comes back with some issues in the house. How does the negotiation go from that point? Well, the um, buyer's agent sends um, an addendum over saying that the buyer agrees to proceed with the contract with the following repairs mm -hmm. made. And then the seller can then take time to figure out how much is that going to cost, um, get you know quotes and prices and bids, and then we can negotiate from there. But you have to have a you know, a monetary term. Right. Do we normally find that the seller wants to do the work themselves or do they want to give us credit to do the work ourselves as the buyer? I have found credit. Yeah. Here's yeah. the credit, handle it the way you see fit yeah. with your vendors. Nobody wants to do the work Absolutely. and nobody wants to deal with the subcontractors. Right? Right. You know, the market's doing great. It's hard to find good people right now because the builders are taking a lot mm -hmm. of the good ones. So I find that, yeah. But let, let's say that I'm the buyer though. And the seller's like, look, I'm not giving you credit for $8,000 to repair that room or this roof or whatever. Don't you think the buyer could have some concerns that the seller is going to do it on the cheap and not do a great job of the repairs? Do you ever see that? Absolutely. So, a lot. Uh, yeah, where they don't want the seller who's you know checked out of that house already because that's why they're selling it. <laughs> and so why have them do the repairs? Who are they going to hire? So a lot of times it is good. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of buyers make up numbers. Oh, that's going to cost $3,000 to you know fix the fix something and it's like you know less than a thousand <laughs> so you know make special note guys the as is contract does not mean as is it, it just doesn't if you're a seller it doesn't mean that the buyer's taking the house as is no matter what that is not what as is means and if you're the buyer it doesn't mean you have to buy it no matter what because you put an as is contract it really doesn't make a huge difference in the grand scheme of things in fact almost every contract i see comes across as as is, right? I mean, what percentage of contracts are as is these days? 
No, over majority. 90, <laughs> 95. The majority. If you have any questions about this or are you looking to buy a house, you need to get pre-approved. People are standing by to pre-approve you right now. We're about to show you some awesome houses. The phone number, 407-205-0400. Before we do that, I got to know. Hey, Sherry, I know I lived this time with you, 2006, <laughs> the peak of the market. It was crazy. 2008, we were kind of getting a little bit nervous. Nine, 10, we were waiting tables, basically. <laughs> now the market has come back. It's been great. But how do you see the market over the next couple of years? Well, the election year is usually a year that's pretty flat because everybody's watching. So 2020, I don't see that we're gonna have, you know, a big increase or are we, no, we're not gonna come down again like we ever did. Um, but I do believe Central Florida with having a 2% um, population growth rate mm -hmm. last year, we're fine in Central Florida. Thank you, Walt Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Kristen Vaught, what do you see? The trends I've seen is everything is, is definitely steadily still increasing. I do agree that it'll sort of level off a little bit. Um, but I think this is a great time and opportunity with interest rates and the inventory that's available to um, move if you're ready. I say on this show all the time that the rental market in Central Florida is great if you're a landlord. Right. But if you're <laughs> renting, I mean, it is almost oh. impossible to afford to pay rent out there yes. for the same house. You can almost guarantee your mortgage payment to own a house is going to be way, way less than what you would pay to rent the same place. I mean, is there any doubt about that? No doubt at all. I have a property management division and I've been increasing rent rates about $100 every year. Um, minimum just depends on the area and it's just gone we've seen winter park for instance go from like a dollar fifty a square foot to two dollars mm -hmm. now we're at 250 if you're near any water you're right. up, up from there and that's just continues to climb I do think tenants are nervous about out-of-pocket money mm -hmm. um, and there's huge value with a real estate agent that can negotiate closing costs for you um, repairs and different things so that you're not out of pocket a ton and you're also getting mm -hmm. that mortgage that's less than rent I, I totally agree and, and I think that a lot of us especially those of us who were homeowners in 2008 9 and, and maybe went through a foreclosure went through a bankruptcy we've been renting this whole time we probably even have some cash stashed away but we've been renting this whole time because we're afraid to go check our credit where we've heard that it's impossible to get a mortgage and let me tell you ladies and gentlemen it's not it's really become much easier to get a mortgage than it was in 2010, 11, when you know, essentially it took an act of Congress to get a mortgage. What, you know, <laughs> Firstborn child, yeah. maybe. Or in 2006, it was a pulse and a pen, you know? And then 2010, it was almost impossible. Now we're somewhere, certainly not 2006, but it's much easier now to get a mortgage. So if you are renting, I want you to seriously consider buying a house. And the first step in doing that is calling us right here. We have people right now to answer your questions, to get you pre-approved or to go show you some houses. And you can do that by calling 407-205-0400. Are you ready to take some tours of some properties? Let's do it. I think <laughs> it is time. All right, let's start with you. Kristen Vaught, Caldwell Banker. You're going to take us out to Wet Stone. Where is this? This is located in Seminole County okay. in Lake Forest. Um, it is a guard-gated community with um, a plethora of amenities. There's an Olympic-sized pool. Um, and it's, it's very nicely laid out. This is over 2,300 square feet. It's a four bedroom, three bathroom. It sits on a quarter acre lot. Um, they've redone all the flooring. There's plantation shutters, new appliances. 
They've redone the garage doors. Um, it's just a really nice, nice lot and location in the Lake Forest community. It's also in a price point that's pretty um, competitive in there and hard to find. So it is a is one that's going to go quickly for sure. What is the price point on this one? This one is $410,000. If you don't know Lake Forest, some people who might be scared off by the word Sanford for whatever reason, which which is weird because Sanford's become an awesome city lately. But this Lake Forest area is kind of in that Heathrow, Markham Woods area back there. Just a beautiful part of town. It's located off of 46 near International Parkway. um, And it is situated by where 429 and all sorts of access points for commuting are going to be. And I've seen the rental rates actually in Lake Forest. I mean, to rent this house you're looking at 2800 bucks a month probably Easily. at least Easily. the mortgage on 410 you're looking at less than that 2200 bucks a month maybe right so and you're not throwing it away it's something that will return value y- to you later not, you're not paying someone else's mortgage you're, you know you're really getting the equity of this house so if you're if you're renting seriously consider calling Kristen Vaught uh, to check out these places over in Lake Forest up in Seminole County. All right, one more. Actually, right down the street it's from actually two doors down. Two doors down. It's two doors down. So for the buyer that's maybe looking for a pool, this is a four-bedroom, three-bathroom, three-car garage, and it does have a pool that was installed in 2014. So it's a newer pool, a fenced-in lot. Um and this one has anything and everything you could possibly think wow. of needing being done. The the sellers took really great care of it and are sad to pass it on, but are moving across the street. So, <laughs> yeah, it looks uh, it looks like they've redone everything they have, there. Absolutely. What do you think the time frame is for a kitchen? I mean, what, what year? How many years does a good kitchen last before you really need to replace it? You think? Not long. About <laughs> hey, come 10. on! Yeah. Don't tell yeah. my wife this, please. I would say yeah. ten. Yeah. Still cut that out of the show, please. I don't want Pilar hearing that. <laughs> Not long. No, Man. it's amazing the trends and really? how people want it now, uh, and they want it. You know, the modern look is so in right, right now. And I it's, gotcha. If you have any questions <laughs> or would like to see either of these properties up in Lake Forest, up in Seminole County, call us right now. I'll hook you up immediately with Kristen Vaught with Caldwell Banker four zero seven two zero five. 0400. I'll also post these listings so you can see the pictures and take the tours on the website, which is youhavepower.com. Y-O-U-havepower.com. Kristen, you're going to stick around for the real estate roundtable, right? Sure. All right. So let's go to Sherry Dyer here. Sherry's with Regal Real Estate Professionals, Christie's International Chris- Realty. Yes. I know a lot of you people over there, by the way. <laughs> awesome organization. You know, I, I know Christie's a- International Real Estate is such a luxury yep. uh, brand and the market. Marketing is just amazing. It has just really, been a yeah, fabulous journey. Really with them. do a great job. All right, you're going to take us down to the Winter Park area, I believe. Ooh, yes. fancy. Let's go to Cypress <laughs> Lane. Tell me about this one. Okay, Cypress Lane is a four bedroom, three and a half bath. It was completely remodeled by an architect. And she gutted it, so you brand new everything, roof. And you can see inside that you'll see the kitchen is gorgeous. Its quartz is now the new countertop that's in for its antimicrobial features. This home um, is a little over 3,700 square feet. It does have access to the chain of lakes, mostly for paddle boarding. There's a park across the street, and you can put in paddle boards, kayaks, canoes. And it is on the north side of Lake Maitland. 
How many alligators are in those lakes, by the way? Just so I know. Zero. Okay. Zero, zero? <laughs> zero. <laughs> if you want to buy this <laughs> house, none. Okay, They wrangle them all. I just wanted to make sure. Because yeah. I have heard there aren't, they really make sure there are no gators in those lakes. Yeah, they take them out when they're about, um, when they start to get a little over four feet. Oh, wow. Beautiful. You can call somebody and they will, will remove them. And what is the price point here on Cypress <laughs> Lane? Cypress Lane is offered at nine fifty nine. It's a great value. Um, you know, Brand new construction at about $258 a square foot. That's kind of hard to find. Right. So tell yeah. me kind of where this is in Winter Park, just so I know. So I think okay. most of us know kind of the Park Avenue area, and then we know what? Maitland. Where is it in relation to those? Okay, so this is going to be more on the north side of Lake Maitland. So it's off of Horatio. So it's not quite Maitland, mm -hmm. but it's on that north side. Yep. But it is Lake Maitland. Gotcha. So you're on the Winter Park side. It's beautiful. And um, it's called Lake Owl Preserve. There's like a preserve area. And it's just a really beautiful dead end street. It connects to Venetian Way um, with the walking bridge. Right. Yeah, it's Parks, a beautiful it's area. Just gorgeous. And over that's there. Orange County, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely mm -hmm. in Orange County. Oh, All yes. right. So now we're mm -hmm. going to even show you something a little bit nicer. And that's if Phil doesn't put an offer on it like he threatened to <laughs> prior to the show. We're going to go down to Poinciana Lane. Sherry Dyer, tell me about this one. Yes. Well, this one's located not far from the Winter Park um, Racket Club. So um, you can walk to that, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. This is um, frontage on the Winter Park chain of lakes. So this is on the lake. This is on the lake. Okay. Yeah, it's on an alcove right. to the lake on Lake Maitland. I got you. So it's really, really um, an amazing house. The buyers, um, they gutted it in, um, in 2009 and completely redid it. Both of these homes are one story, and it's really sometimes hard when these oh, wow. builders come in, they like to maximize the lot size, right? So they go up and do as much square footage in the homes. Well, these are nice because it's all one floor. Uh, this home is a four bedroom, four bath, and it is offered at a million five ninety five, and it has uh, a little over thirty three hundred square feet. It has a charming boathouse, dock, and plenty of storage. Yeah, I saw the pictures of the outdoor area. Very, very nice. How do you think buyers are they expecting a nice outdoor living area anymore, or what? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah buyers definitely especially our people that come down from up north until they realize how hot it is in the summer <laughs> and then the mosquitoes after the rain. But, right. you know, they do. You want to bring the outdoors in the fall and the, you know, winter and it's a wonderful time. Uh, what is the price point here on Poinciana Lane? A million five ninety five. So the people that come from up north, and I did that at one point in time too, you know, I've been here a long time now. Would you ever jump in a pool and like, January at this point, or it's too cold for us now that we're Floridians, isn't yeah, it? Yes, it yeah, is. I see him jumping in the pools and things in January. I'm like, I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's why I moved to Florida. Yeah, I can't do that anymore either. So let's say, okay, 1.5-ish million on this one. Let's say this wasn't on the lake, had no lake access. I'm curious as to how that really affects the value. What do you think it would be listed at if it wasn't on the lake? If it was not on the lake, it would probably close to the nines. Yeah, okay. Um, gotcha. This is, because it's an alcove, if you were actual direct frontage on right. the lake, you couldn't get on the lake for under $2 million. But I can see here, it has a boathouse. I mean, you could put a yeah. boat there. I mean, you can get right on the main lake, yep. it looks like. Yep, so, Lake Maitland right there. And, and it's not on like a little creek either. No. Sometimes you'll see a house that's on a little creek, and they're yeah. like, well, if it hasn't rained in a few days, you're yeah. not lakefront anymore. This is not that house. Yeah, the canal fronts do not command as much um, money as the, you right. know, be better... Right. Gotcha. Direct. If Absolutely. you would like to see either of these homes, call us right here. I'm going to hook you up with Sherry Dyer. The phone number is 407 205 
zero zero sherry excellent job thank you for being here today thank you you're going to stick around for the real estate roundtable absolutely the audience has a lot of questions so ladies and gentlemen without further ado it is time for today's real estate roundtable if you have any questions whatsoever we might just answer them on the show next week all you have to do is go to the website youhavepower.com you can ask the questions right there and we might address them next week on the show or if we don't address them on the show i'll reach out to you and i will personally address whatever questions that you have all right let's go to john in port orange john says should i ever buy a house as is what do you think kristen vaught um clarification meaning as I, is I, I think what he's saying is not is, ask for repairs yeah i think he's talking about the contract we were talking about the as okay. is contracts before so i mean i think the answer is yes you're not supposed to be scared of the as is contract absolutely do not be scared of the as is contract it's just another opportunity to to work through any hurdles that may come up so that you're comfortable yeah i mean john most contracts that we see are as is it doesn't mean you can't get out of it if you find something you don't like as the buyer so don't ever let the as is thing scare you or throw you off no and as the buyer when you present an as is contract to the seller you come across saying okay i'm going to beat you up because I'm not going to ask for any other repairs. Right. However, that's never true. Yeah. <laughs> they that's always true. ask for repairs. So, yeah. you know what, buyers, go ahead. Keep messing with the sellers. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Let's go up to Leesburg where they have the bike fest once a year. Jim and Leesburg ask, what issues do I need to disclose as a seller? Sherry Dyer. The state is, the law is disclose, disclose, disclose. Um, if you've lived in the house and you know issues, you must disclose them. And as realtors, if we know of any issues or any er issues in the area, we also must disclose. And that's why it's important to work with a realtor that knows the area and what's happening. 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think there are some buyers who try to go this open door route, which, which I, look, I really don't recommend. I like to hire a local real estate agent who really knows what they're doing, but they try to do the open door thing thinking, I know I got some issues with the house. I'll just sell it to this computer basically, which is open door, and I will never have to disclose them. If I sell my house via open door, are they going to do an inspection? I mean, they're going to find absolutely, out what's going on. Absolutely. So, so if you're thinking about doing one of these new services, first of all, don't. Second of all, you're not going to, to slide it by. They're going to find out the same issues that, that a regular buyer is going to find out. The average sale price for open door, I know it's under um, 500000 Like they I'm going to say it's around two fifty. dollars Right. Uh, we did some statistics, but I'd have to clarify the statistic. But, yeah, um, the average sales price is very low. And sometimes it's not a – it's cleaning out some of the bad stuff. It's people who have so, so much deferred maintenance. Exactly. All right, Samantha, down in Windermere, beautiful area down in Windermere. As mm -hmm. a seller, can I just verbally tell the buyer about the issues in the house? I would not recommend that. I would definitely put everything in writing, sign it, hand over as much as you can, written – so you're solidifying. I, I totally agree. I mean, I think the law technically is that, I mean, you could, but how are you ever going to prove that you told the you buyer You could do like a it? Facebook Live. Yeah, like, I guess here. so, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. But, you know, absolutely. I mean, the FARBAR contract has a, a special form where you can actually disclose everything, right? It's really simple. I mean, if, if you get anything from today's show, if you're a seller, please disclose, disclose, disclose. Because best case scenario, you're going to pay a lawyer ten grand to defend the case after they sue you. You know, worst case scenario, they're going to come and, and take all the profits from the house that that you that you sold a long time ago. And if you've hired a real estate agent, that's 
you know you feel comfortable with they should be guiding you to do those things also so there is definitely value to the real estate agent contrary to the open door sherry dyer (laughs) great to see you thank you for being here today you can come join us anytime here on you have real estate kristen vaught thank you awesome to meet you you today with caldwell banker you two are invited back anytime awesome thank you but most importantly thank you for joining me today if you have any questions about anything we talked about today 407-205-0400 or if you're ready to start that house hunt and need a pre-approval letter because you need that before you start the phone number 407-205-0400 i'm attorney justin clark and i'll see you right back here next week for another edition of you have real estate If you have a question you would like answered on an upcoming episode of You Have Real Estate with attorney Justin Clark, call 407-205-0400. Are you considering selling your home and would like to have it featured right here on our show? Or would you like to get pre-approved for a mortgage to buy your dream home? Give us a call, 407-205-0400. You have real estate.